0: Welcome back to Fae Watch. I'm Dina. I'm here with my co-hosts, Rachel and Will. And we are gathered here today to recap chapters 23 to 30 of Serpent in the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. We have a couple chapters of our girl Ori and our boy Rain getting closer physically, maybe a little bit emotionally, maybe a tiny bit sexually. Mm. We'll see. But It's very fun. We meet them again when they are training together, aka, "Will cover your ears." They're killing (laughs) vampires, committing (laughs) vampire
1: felonies left and right. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I think because I just pictured this as like Buffy, I'm just going to continue thinking that they're doing something great,
1: buying into Carissa's propaganda about you know the moral value of a vampire life,
2: summary justice. Yeah, yeah, no due process. Yeah, I'm just easily persuaded. Or maybe
0: I'm just morally gray, like all the best fantasy characters. Wow. Could be. Anyway, so we're about 1.5 paragraphs in when we get reference to Rain's wall of a body in case it was not clear already. Yep. And at first, they are tripping all over each other, trying to work together like an awkward dance of sorts is what I'm picturing. But surprise, surprise, after a few days of being super awkward, they're working really well together and she's observing him and learning how he works and while she originally thought he was all brute strength with that wall of a body, what she realizes is that he's actually super strategic and smart and he's using his strength and his speed and his magic in a super calculated way. And to our discussion before, she realizes that it's all a performance. She brings this up to him and he perhaps deflects, as some might say, and turns it back on her and talks about why she's hiding her magic. This was confusing to me because he says that he knows that she threw him out of the window completely by accident. He's like, yeah, I know you're hiding your magic because you weren't actually hiding it. You just had no idea you could do that. But that was confusing to me because wasn't he like so pissy afterward about her lying to him? But maybe he was just pissy about something else.
1: I guess I took it that maybe in the interim he has deduced.
0: Like not in the moment, but then when he was off brooding.
1: During his reflection periods. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His meditations.
0: Yeah. So... She feels a bit weird about that because he's been observing her the same way that she's been observing him. And that makes her a little bit uncomfy.
1: The line is something like, I don't like being observed and I like being understood even less, which is, I feel like <laughs> Dina and I were talking about this with my new friend and Dina's friend last night at a bar randomly about how when you're 24, 25, you're so confident that you have sort of figured out the world and that you are this like distinct, unique, whatever human being. And it just turns out no one is that like, it's not that hard to understand anyone, you know? Mm,
0: but she's very much in that phase of being like,
1: yeah, like she I need to be complicated.
0: Right, right.
1: Because I'm unique and special.
0: Yeah. And then eventually you get so tired that you're like, no, I'm not. (laughs) But she's still, she's still in that phase. We support her. She's girl bossing. She's complex. She's nuanced. We'll give her that. But yes, honey, you are observing him and he is also observing you. That doesn't work just one way. So then Araya and Misha and Rain are all training together in the apartment. And surprisingly to everyone, it's working really well. And Misha is so cute and so proud of them. And she just kind of like steps away and looks at them and is like, God, look at you too. And is just so proud that they're both overcoming their emotional baggage to become friends and work together well, I guess
1: bit of a cringe fest i would i would struggle being in that room
0: what just like training together or
1: she's just know? like she's so sweet and earnest but like sometimes it kind of steps over a line to a point where i'd be like oh like stop
0: i feel like it's one of those things where it depends on the person with her i'm like sweet child of the sun like sure be earnest but <laughs> then sometimes other people do it and i'm like oh my god get me away from this immediately but michelle me me michelle allow to be earnest Training is going so well, aka training murdering the vampires, as Will would say. It's going so well that Araya and Rain have nothing to do one night, and so they have to go to a bar and hang out. Of course, Araya does not want to do this at all. She is terrified. She does not want to be around the humans. She's really worried that he's going to go into some frenzy and she won't be able to save the humans. And he's laughing at her. He's like, you're worried about my self-control? How sweet. He leaned close enough that I felt his words skitter over my cheek. I didn't know why I didn't move. I have plenty of self-control, Araya, he murmured. Don't you worry about me. Goosebumps rose on the back of my neck, yet the shiver that rolled over my flesh wasn't the familiar shiver of fear. That, at least, was a physical response I knew how to regulate. This. This startled me. My instinctual desire wasn't to back away, but to pull closer. I froze. My body didn't know how to react.
2: Wow.
1: It's (laughs) It's <laughs> scrumptious.
0: I love that this poor girl, like, literally doesn't know how to feel anything but being afraid. And she's like, wait, I'm really turned on. What's happening?
1: <laughs> I also just want to note this is something Carissa really excels at. Yeah. Describing yes. the small little moments of physical and sexual attraction to someone. The word skitter I was like, Oof. oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. Words skittering across a cheek.
1: Like, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. The goosebumps, the like instinctual feeling to lean in. How do I deal with that? Mm. I love this. I was super here for it. They finally go into the pub after their moment of being horny for each other. And... Ryan notices how Rain changes when he walks into the pub. Again, another one of his kind of performances and how good he is at essentially becoming human again. He changes his posture, he changes the way he's walking, and she sees him, you know, almost appearing as a human. And she asks him if he he misses it, humanity. And he says he misses the sun, which makes sense because she often walks in on him in the morning, letting the sun wash over his face, even though that should be very painful. We learned some things in the conversation that they have in the bar. Number one, we learned that Misha was also turned, which is, duh, of course she was. She's the most human vampire I've ever met in my life of all the vampires yeah that <laughs>
1: she's v bubbly
0: and they get into a conversation about the kajari asking each other why they entered it's like they're bonding but they're also like trying to
1: like probing
0: probe and suss out information about each other and araya asks rain why he entered the kajari he says this is will end up being important i have a lot of people depending on me <gasps> Dot, dot, dot. He says something like, never make deathbed promises, Araya. They always bite you in the ass. And she's like, Oh, you mean family? Like, family's depending on you? And he goes, In a sense. And I exhausted all avenues. Wow. Notable that he is, you know, perhaps not lying when he talks about why he's entering, but Mm. is certainly omitting some key details about who is depending on him.
1: Yeah. And being like deliberately vague. Yes. Obfuscatory, if that's a word.
0: Then Rain says to Araya, again, flipping it back onto her, lest she ask him any more detailed questions. He's like, I know why you entered. At first I wondered why wouldn't you leave to go live among the humans, but then I realized that you don't see yourself as human at all, so you would never go do that. Rain is also confused now that he's in his like deep analysis of Araya while they're drinking their beer. He's really confused about Vincent, to our points before, and why he would just Same. have a moment Me of
1: too, Rain. <laughs> and
0: take in a rando human girl. The question on all of our minds to give you some credit will rain is like i mean like are you guys fucking like because then i would totally get it
1: yeah then it makes sense
0: right then it would make sense she is really grossed out by this she's like he is my father
1: this conversation made me wonder because the whole book is obviously from a perspective yeah but it must be true that all of vampire society is sort of a chatter about her and vincent and i wonder if there are you know like talk shows or podcasts or he's like president And surely people are just sort of openly speculating all the time about what's up with this situation.
0: Right. But not too openly because then Vincent probably would murder them. right?
1: Yeah, I guess that's true.
0: During this conversation, Araya now flips it back to him again because she is sick of him talking about how he thinks she's having sex with her dad. And she's like, and how many people are you about to kill to fulfill those responsibilities you talked about? Perhaps a bit of foreshadowing there who's to say she's like you still took in a human stray and he looks at her and is like there's nothing stray about you
1: also sorry how many people are you willing to kill after they went to a bar i believe because they ran out of people to kill (laughs) like they had emptied the streets of vampires those were the
0: bad people
1: right (laughs) sorry
0: no no it's a good point They're bonding over, you know, they're murdering, they're flirting, they're getting closer, they're sussing each other out.
1: They're bonding over their incoherent moral vision framework.
0: All of a sudden, there's an abrupt explosion. Their fun night off becomes something much darker. Arai and Rain run outside and see smoke rising from the distant moon palace. One of the towers is fully gone. Of course, the first thing they both think is that they need to find Misha. They need to get there quick, but they're far away. How could they possibly solve this problem? Oh, right. One of them has giant wings. So Rain needs to fly. Araya's like, I'm coming with you. So we're having this conversation about flying. We're in Araya's head. And she's like, it didn't sink in what exactly that meant. Not until Rain stepped closer, drew me into his arms, and scooped me up like I was nothing before I had time to react. Hold on, he said, voice low and so close to my ear that my skin shivered. Mm. I'm not coming back for you if you fall. Mm. My body seized, frozen by the sheer overwhelming proximity of him. Wow. Ah!
2: Oh, wow. I think shortly thereafter, he knows she's like a little bit scared. So he's, his thumb like circles her back. Oh my God. That is honestly one of my favorite moments. And you know, when you're flying, you always have to be right up in that person's ear, but like in a mm-hmm. hot way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, when she's
0: talking to him, like she's on like his neck ear area. Mm-hmm. It's very, as we know from you know tradition of
1: (laughs) from our personal experiences being flown places
2: (laughs) Um, i was a little upset that the first flying was in like such a non-sexy context because i feel Mm -hmm. but like i guess it's like part of it like we have to wait until later to get like a sexier like because it's still sexy but like they're like oh is our friend dead what's going on right and they needed to be forced to
0: fly for the first time yeah Because Araya is not going to be like, oh, sure, I'll just hop into your arms. It definitely needed to be a situation where it was like, this is life or death. But you're right. I loved this because once they get into the air, she's like having the time of her life and their bodies are really close. And then it's like she kind of remembers that their friend might be dead. (laughs) Actually a very serious situation. So they get there. The Moon Palace is a disaster. There's no longer any time for flirting because there are a lot of blue-white flames of night fire burning everywhere. It seems like a quarter of the city around the Moon Palace has been reduced to rubble. Arya in her head, is like, this was a calculated attack. The Rashan it had to be. Did it, though? Seems like we're jumping to early conclusions here, but she thinks it was. They need to get Misha out. Their tower that they were in, in their lovely penthouse, honestly, RIP all that beautiful interior design because it is consumed by night fire. The brocade up in flames. All that mahogany. Yeah. RIP. Night fire, by the way, isn't hot like regular fire. It's not cold, but it instead withers flesh from the inside out and simply devours to the point that people caught in night fire are often found as piles of pristine bone, mm. which does not seem like a good way to go from me. So they fly right into the apartment. Of course, you know, good thing the window was broken. That's actually really helpful. And they're surrounding by, by night fire. They see a group of demons. I love that our girl, Araya, who, as we've discussed, is extremely observant in moments of crisis, looks at the demons and kind of immediately knows that they're nightborn demons and not blood demons, which I'm like, okay, we don't really have time for you to be determining their genus and species right now, but... <laughs> She somehow knows this. And the three of the demons are surrounding Misha. Rain kills the demons with Asteris, the really powerful magic. Misha is a full disaster. There's blood everywhere. It says she's pretty much fleet gutted. They hear cracks of the building falling apart. There's fire everywhere. It feels like everything's going to collapse. So Rain picks up Misha. He makes like he's going to carry both Misha and Araya out of there. Araya's like, absolutely not. That won't work. Take her, bring her down first, then come back for me. Be quick about it. Of course, at this moment, we're like, oh my God, is there enough time? Is he going to make it back? Who knows? He flies out of the window with Misha. She's alone. She's like, oops, that maybe was a bad idea because now I'm alone. A door breaks down with some kind of night fire explosion, which makes her like not be able to see. She feels like she's going to die. And then she can't see, but all of a sudden she can feel everything around her. And then three to four more demons are coming for her. Instead of dying, she roars and I guess shoots a bunch of magic from her hands. She has this moment where she feels super, super, super powerful and then she like collapses and is in agony. Surprise, surprise. Rain makes it back just in time. Flies out of the building. He's like, how the heck did you just do that? She kind of has no idea what she did, similar to how she used her magic before. And as they're flying away, Rain is like, well, I guess your father has his war. He's been waiting for this for a long time. And Araya has this thought where she's like, nothing will ever be the same again. We're in the aftermath of the explosion of the attack and number one the greenhouse is gone
1: i am sad about the greenhouse my favorite part i
2: know condolences will that that is hard for you
1: i know yeah i'm sorry you can't keep your cozy things in this kind of world
0: right so four contestants died misha and several others are severely injured and so these injured contestants put in requests for withdrawal from the competition to neaxia
1: which like aside from misha our girl who we all love and adore net good right
0: right they're down like four to eight people this attack sets some things in motion number one being this war that vincent wanted so he addresses the whole House of Night from a balcony, and his vibe is like, "I'm the king. I'm super powerful. Don't fuck with me." He's addressing his enemies. It says that magic painted his visit. I don't. I do not know how to say this word. visage yeah, to the sky in ethereal strokes of light. It made me picture his face in the sky, like when the people in the Hunger Games,
1: yeah,
0: used to die. No, and it was I'm like, very I,
1: cinematic. I assume there was like a dark clouds.
0: You no. Know, mm. Yeah, maybe a little like lightning in the distance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. He's speaking to his enemies. He says, this is an act of war. More fallout from this attack. Jasmine shows up at the moon palace and summons rain,
1: who is She's just, I feel like a casual reader might have forgotten. She's Yes,
0: she's kind of his like general. She's very hot. She's summoning rain. Araya is like, you can't do that. His life belongs to Niaxia. She says contestants will be returned to the Night Palace with their lives, which does not seem like they're going to be returned with much else. Honestly,
1: not confidence inspiring.
0: Rain says the Rashan didn't do this. She's like, nobody is accusing you, even though it seems like that is exactly what is about to happen here. And Araya snaps at her, which, you know, is a moment for me where I was like, mm, interesting where your loyalties might now be lying after Mm -hmm. he's whispered into your ear a couple of times, huh?
1: Just some stubble scratching on her ear and Mm -hmm. that's all it takes.
0: Sweak in the knees,
1: which like same to be relatable.
0: Yeah. Honestly. Jasmine kind of gives that credit, too, because she's like, listen, he's handsome. He
1: is hot. (laughs) He's
0: hot. I get it. But probably
1: better if he wasn't a rebel. We're getting like Jasmine is like willing to do bad things to people and currently opposed. But Jasmine is giving me big sister energy. And I sort of wonder if a different world in which Araya could confide in Jasmine. She might Mm -hmm. learn, you know, she might avoid some things, some pain in life. Although one must live these things for oneself, I suppose.
2: It's true. One must. Right. One other
0: bit of information that we learn in this exchange is about Misha. Jasmine has a note from the minister, minister, however we're saying it. And total shocker here, quote unquote, Niaxia has rejected Misha's request for withdrawal from the tournament. Um,
1: (laughs) Which is like, I I was like, kind of bold of you to... Put that one in after you were like, oh, I'm doing this blood oath and this death competition and my life belongs to you. But can I withdraw?
0: Right. Oh, sorry. I'm not going to be able to make that deadline. Like,
2: what (laughs) about next week? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Of course they have a thing where it's like, obviously not Nyaxia. It's a political thing, but Jasmine's like, no, it's Nyaxia. And it's very obvious to everybody, both in that world and reading, that it is absolutely not Nyaxia. Rain gets taken away. Araya is taking care of Misha and Araya has a tiny bit of medicine left hasn't healed her own burns yet, but decides to give the rest of the medicine to Misha to help her. So again, we are seeing where her loyalties and her priorities are shifting.
1: After the initial chaos of the disaster aftermath, Mariah goes to meet Daddy Night King for the first time since his big sky speech. And he's doing his, you know, his buttons aren't done, showing his little airmark thing. He's neither cool nor collected. In fact, he is, quote, simmering with rage.
0: This only makes him seem hotter to me.
1: Oh, okay. Well, not to Uriah because something (laughs) in her quote recoiled at the sight of him. Okay. Vincent sort of plays into what Rain predicted his playbook would be. He's kind of immediately like, well, this was bad, but you know, I have been trying to justify an invasion of the Russian for a long time. And one one silver lining here is I can probably do that now.
0: What is the point of him wanting to do that? Like, does he just want to kill a lot of them? He's already in power. Does he just want to make them even less in power?
1: It seems like the other half of the House of Night is constantly the greatest threat to your rule. Right. Um, and actually, so we learned that, we learned that very shortly because Oriah, in the course of this, conversation is sort of walking through oh wow if there's an ongoing war he's going to be a target because this is what happens in vampire wars you go for the heir and the heirs heirs and anyone who could potentially be an heir we realize that it's not the way like a british monarchy works in which if you extinguish the line it's done nyaxia Mm -hmm. kind of troll queen will sort of bestow the power of the air on a rando vamp. I love that. When she gets bored. And so there's a possibility that there is a Rishian air out there, the implication being someone capable of challenging Vincent on a magic level. I mean, I will say I'm getting kind of skeptical of Vincent's alleged reasons for why he couldn't go find Aria's parents and family ahead of time right because it does seem like neaxia plays it pretty vast and loose with the rules yeah. but his whole point this whole time has been a very legalistic well unless i have like a valid justification under the geneva convention i can't set foot there of this kingdom i rule question mark
2: yeah that's a question mark for me as well because it is it, the territory is within his
1: yeah it's never at least that I read, which doesn't mean it isn't explained, but I never have picked up.
0: Right. He says at some point that he can't even go into their territory because it would be an act of war, but he rules over them. So yeah, basically, well, I agree. It feels like some things seem to be really written in stone and others seem to have extremely large loopholes. And
1: who knows which is which. Oriah could maybe have benefited from the internet Read it like another perspective mm. on geopolitics, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, so Vincent says, look, it is possible there's a new Rishan heir. However, once we're bonded via the Coriate process, we can go get the heir together. And now, once you also are powerful, we can invade together.
0: But she doesn't want to invade to genocide them she wants to find her family so it feels like there might be some
1: conflicting interests here okay yes but she also has this little aside where she's like once i'm coriarte i can finally be something i can finally do something and i just wanted to be like bb just wait until you're 30 (laughs) this (laughs) ambition will be gone we
0: all wanted to be something when we were 24.
1: <laughs> no, you want to work like 20 hours a week. You want healthcare, you want vacation, you want your student loans to be forgiven and or paid off. And it like just becomes very clear to well or not even well adjusted, just people who are aspiring to be well adjusted, that anyone who's accomplished anything of substance or meaning in the world was deeply unwell on a personal mental health level.
0: Wow. But she's in her early 20s. Right. She doesn't know. Pro boss, ambition. She doesn't know yet. You know, McKinsey Teach for America phase. And she has to move through that the way we all did. Yeah.
1: She is in her McKinsey Teach America phase, forsooth raya asks if he can help get misha out of the competition i love this part (laughs) (laughs) yeah which like not the most savvy because vincent is incredibly suspicious from the get-go he goes why do we care what does it matter and she she briefly tries you know she's like well if we're in the competition and she's hurt then it'll be a liability for me. I don't care about her as a vampire or a person. I'm just looking out for myself. And Vincent responds, well, just kill her tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And I think she realizes she's fighting a losing battle here. So she's just, she says, okay.
0: (laughs) Wait, I love this part because- it's just like this poor girl hasn't had a single friend yeah. her entire life and she finally makes a friend and she's begging her dad to like let her have this sleepover and <laughs> her dad. <laughs> just does not give a shit at all about her having friends and it's like oh my god like let her have one friend and he's like we'll just kill her
1: (laughs) she decides to not pursue that line of inquiry any further and instead she next asks that rain be returned unhurt not tortured and she does a really bad job lying to vincent i'm sure vincent sees through it that she is no 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 like Super ready, definitely 100% going to kill him in his sleep after the half-moon of course, trial. totally, Which just right needs away. him in yeah. good shape for the half-moon trial.
0: Again, this is like, you know, she really needs her study partner back because, like, she really cares about the test and doing well and not because she wants to be in her bedroom with him with the door closed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Daddy agrees not to, quote, break him, which isn't the most inspiring. no. So having sort of struck out with Father, she decides to deal with the Misha problem another way. She goes to Niaxia's temple. Now, Niaxia's temple, I gather, is this iconic, like, if you were reading The Lonely Planet of the Night Kingdom, this would be top, you know, you go see it, whatever.
0: Oh, gotcha. Yep. It's like, was it aliens? How did anybody build this? It's crazy. Top attraction.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. It becomes clear that Araya is heading to meet with Minister, our creepy old vampire man, because she wants to make a deal that in exchange for sucking some of her blood, gross, he will, quote unquote, intervene with Niaxia to get Misha out of the competition. But it's this classic, you know, he's just, he runs the church. He's in charge. Like, no one's actually asking Neaxia.
0: Right. I gotta say, I give her credit. This was the way to do it. She knows that it's not about her doing another blood oath to Niaxia or anything. She knows it's like this creepy political guy.
1: There's like a real politique understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Rachel. Will and I really want to talk about something that's a spoiler right now. Do you want to take off your headphones and go away for two minutes?
2: Yeah, no, you should do it. I'm going to excuse myself.
1: Okay, so my second read in this section was quite revelatory. Okay, do tell. Because, first of all, Minister greets her as Uriah, daughter of the Nightborn. Now, that might just be a greeting because she is the adopted daughter. Right. But we get some more some more little hints and clues here. Okay. So, in making this deal, Arya offers some of her quote human blood as an offering to make up for Misha's original blood oath. When she says human, Minister laughs at her. I totally missed that. Yeah, and I mean like you could it could just be this is a creepy old dude. But then she extends out her wrist and he says, quote, this is far better. And it became clear to me yeah that this is an allusion to the end of the book when we realize that Oriah seems to be the half vampire half human child of vincent right it's subtle
0: yeah it it's is like subtle. a
1: reread pickup maybe not our first time read pickup okay should we bring yeah good job Rachel back in
2: <laughs> yeah we're waving if you can't see us
1: wow wow Welcome back.
2: You guys look like you were having a lot of fun, I have to say.
1: Yeah, well... It
2: was really fun. I'm feeling some FOMO.
1: Finish the fucking book and then you can listen to it.
2: <laughs> I know, but now I'm doing the thing that I actually do a lot with books where this, the next one hasn't come out yet, where I just read 90% and then I don't finish it because I don't want to have that horrible thing where you finish it and then the book's not out yet. I might just keep doing that. We'll see. It might not be
1: possible, but... okay. <laughs>
2: What? It's still
1: fun. No, it's good. It's good. Araya wakes up, she notices Rain is just the back of his shirt is soaked through with blood, which is from the torture that her father's henchmen did to him. So Araya goes to get some of Misha's medical supplies to begin stitching him up. Rain needs a distraction, so this offers another nice opportunity for them to learn more about each other. First, Araya, I guess, not the most, um, her bedside manner is maybe not the best because the first question she asks him is what did the torturers want from you <laughs> which like <laughs> post-torture is maybe not
0: okay she grew up locked in a room in a castle you know she's working she's trying to figure out how to socially interact with people
1: <laughs> yeah i'm just saying like i don't know if the american medical association if this would be the recommendation she informs him that minister let misha withdraw and tries to play it off nobly like the minister just had a change of heart but she's a bad liar and so he immediately clocks that it was her Uriah tries to ask rain about his own turning and he quickly rebuffs as he Mm. is wont to do Mm -hmm. she also notices a triangle shaped scar that trails all the way down his back that predates the trauma from the torture she also asks about this but, oh, you're done stitching me. I don't need to answer questions anymore. I don't need to be distracted.
0: Wait, Rachel, can you take off your headphones for literally two seconds? Okay, thank you. Um, okay, here's the thing. So this, like, triangle thing. Yeah. We learn later. I'm going to give a spoiler. So noting that now, that this is his airmark that he, like, burned off of him. Mm-hmm. He was just being tortured by the rivals I know. who didn't know what airmarks look like. And they like. didn't.
1: Yeah. They were like, they oh, were, what's like, this weird?
0: lashing his back. You're, like,
1: burned off the part of your body where an airmark would be. Also, they're, like, inherently suspicious he's a Russian rebel.
0: <laughs> right. And this is like, in this, like, weird shape of not, you know, a knife wound. It's, like, a hole.
1: I do feel like it's always hard to find talent, you know? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, maybe this is
1: more just a kind of... Vincent's goons are not really perceptive enough.
0: Right, right, right. They're not they're not playing chess here. They're playing um, torture checkers. Yeah.
1: And Jasmine is probably yeah. walking like overseeing many, many right. tortures. And so understandably missed it.
0: Fair, 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 fair. You know, this is why attention to detail is mm-hmm. is so important.
1: Okay, Rach, you want to come back in? Rain does the noble thing and offers to let her out of their agreement to be partners for the half moon trial, which is imminent. Because he is very injured still. But obviously, we sort of know where this is going sexually. So she's not in, she's not interested <laughs> at all. And shortly thereafter, Misha, who's gotten permission to leave, is taken away.
0: And Rain just, he says he takes her to friends or something.
1: Yeah, he has some friends that will take her. Which brings us to the long awaited half moon trial, in some senses has been the marquee event of the entire death competition. A reminder that it is called the half moon, both because it is halfway, but also that only half of the competitors are allowed to survive. Right. Again, we're not gonna belabor the action. Read the book if you want to know the action. Just read it. Rain and Uriah are summoned into the Great Hall of the Moon Palace. It seems like a number of people have been forced into pairings of necessity. Angelica, our queen girl boss, is with another bloodborn magic user named Ivan. Sweet summer child Ibrahim has found a shadowborn boy. I can only hope they are making love. Me too. They hand out these silver goblets to each team and then boom. So they are transported. Araya comes to with Rain speaking in her head and it turns out that the potion they had drank has somehow connected them.
2: So fun. I love this. Yeah. You know, obviously we're having trust issues with Rain Mm -hmm. and so it's like if you can see inside his Mm -hmm. head and see that he genuinely cares about you. So it's kind of like, oh, like he's not totally faking it. It's also
0: super intimate right it's giving us that kind of like mating bond like head-to-head speaking that is like so cute and so covert and like yes they're like maybe about to die so it's less cute at the moment but it is definitely bringing them closer emotionally
1: well and he in fact immediately says to Aria are you always this tense <laughs> which is like <laughs> you know maybe give it a moment but then it turns out she right. can sense his own anxiety so they're relatable so cute so once they sort of sort out whose perception is whose, they find themselves in separate cells. So she opens the door and it opens onto a scene of, quote, carnage. There's blood everywhere, monsters everywhere, demons and hellhounds and big cats. Oh my. <laughs> so it turns out that the Coliseum has been divided by a big wall of white stone. And there's a ramp on each side that leads up to a pair of gates. Apparently, only one of them is safe. No doubt one would lead to freedom and one to damnation, according to Oriah
0: Oh, again, extremely perceptive under pressure. Yeah,
1: yeah. But first, you have to make your way there through this melee. It seems like some of the partners who didn't bond over murder are having trouble with the mind meld, not our intrepid lovebirds. They're so well-oiled, they know each other, you know, they figured it out. Each pair not only can see and sort of like visual and auditory, sensory, whatever's of the other person, but you feel pain too. And so when your partner is hit with a sword, you feel the pain in your own leg angelica cuts rain in the back oraya feels the pain and so oraya finds ivan Mm -hmm. angelica's partner and sees that he is sort of already wounded and bleeding so she attacks him strikes him down and falls on top of him right as the first two competitors get up to the gates and the first one gets there and is contemplating i think her choice about which of the two gates to guess goes the right one and the second competitor (laughs) walks up behind her and just shoves her through one which turns out to be the wrong gate. <laughs> but I guess like it's a wrong gate that only one Oof. person falls for, because then there's this like blinding light and presumably the poor woman vamp was destroyed. And this distracts Oriya, who misses Ivan, stabbing her with a dagger and then throwing her to the mass of demons and beasts in the middle of the Coliseum rain in his mind tells her to use magic but nothing is coming but then he tells her that the key is fear and at first she still struggles but then she starts to think of scary things or people being afraid so she thinks of her experience with her ex-lover she thinks of her parents and then that fear transforms into rage and that rage transforms into night fire She blacks out, basically, but kills everyone around her, makes her way all the way to the top of the wall where she meets Rain, who looks at her, quote, like she's a fucking goddess. Hot. And then they walk through the gate together, and it's possible Rain is crying. I guess tears of joy.
0: I love when the key to accepting your powers is allowing yourself to feel emotion.
1: Yeah, one of the goods that can come from it is a kind of, like, demonic black fire that eats flesh and Mm -hmm. consumes it ravenously and i think that about wraps up this episode obviously the big next question is that rain and araya have been kicking the can down the road on what their relationship will Mm. be post half-moon trial. And now they're going to have to be confronted with that question.
0: And of course, they're both going to be like, oh, well, now I have to kill the other one. But, you know, have just shared a mental bond. They've shared some physical breathing on each other's necks. They've saved each other in times outside of the trials. What could possibly happen next? I, for one, am so excited.
2: Me too, me too. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) me too, me too. Hashtag me too. Um, okay, wait. wait. Say
1: that. Say hashtag. That's me actually too. No, that's going to get us fucking canceled. No, it's fine. It's fine.
2: Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I um, okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. Okay. And with that, I think we're going to have to bid you farewell. Um, bid you all farewell.
1: And a fun night.
2: And a fond eve <laughs> or morn, <laughs> who can say. Before we go, just want to say, send us an email. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pod. Feel free to subscribe to the pod. Give us a five-star rating if you feel it in your heart.
1: Share with a friend or multiple friends or anyone, really.
2: Anybody. Just share it with anybody. An uncle, a cousin. Options abound. Exactly. And we appreciate it so much. And we'll catch you next time.